Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Kristen Kenny from Red Bull Global Rallycross, and you're listening to Thursday Night Thunder on the Speedway Digest Radio Network. Hello and welcome to the March 8th edition of Speedway Digest, Thursday Night Thunder, the most hardcore motorsports program on the internet. This is episode 131 of the series. I'm your host, Adam Jason Sinclair, and on tonight's program, Michael Mullally and myself will be reviewing this past few weeks of on-track action for both NASCAR and the NHRA, although mostly NASCAR, as well as reviewing, previewing this weekend's Grand Prix of St. Petersburg and more. First off, we'd like to apologize for the past couple of weeks. We had every intention of broadcasting the show, but as they say, life got in the way, and our planned trip to Buffalo interrupted our online schedule a bit more than we had originally anticipated. However, we did get the chance to see some of us from more than 20,000 feet in the sky and are revved up and ready to share some of our insight into the world of modern motorsports with you. Let's start with a brief recap. By now, all of the racing world has overanalyzed the last lap of the Daytona 500 and the incident between Eric Almirola and Austin Dillon. All the racing deals and Dillon won different on the professional racing expert Michael Mullally feel about the end of the great American race. So what's your insight? Well, first of all, I don't know if I'd say professional, but I like the sound of that. Um, let me see here. Okay, never mind my phone's being non-cooperative. Anyways, so, like you said, it's an issue, not really an issue, but a topic all over the country, and, I mean, it is a racing deal, and it was a racing deal, and while I have never raced in the Daytona 500, you know, anybody who races, like, anybody who gets out on the track, whether it's a local track driver or a professional driver, you want to win. Sometimes you have to take a different approach at it, and, you know, that's what we've seen Austin Dillon do. However, I mean, it's not the safest route, but he's now a Daytona 500 winner. Um, You know, he just, he did what he had to do. I personally don't agree with it, but it was really, I, I don't know if I'd classify it as a racing incident, Because when I hear racing incident, I think of, like, you know, a tire getting blown out and then, you know, like a racing incident like that. Because, you know, those are, like, incidents, accidents. Mm -hmm. But Dylan, I mean, he he blatantly hit Almirola. But, like I said, everybody wants to win. And, I mean, NASCAR didn't see anything wrong with it. It was racing. And I think we can all agree that it was racing and... It's the Daytona 500. They all want to win. That's it. And if you'd watched the, the last few laps, and they've replayed them over and over and over again pretty much every week, for at least on one show or another, you can see that uh, that Almirola was doing some pretty uh, pretty creative blocking maneuvers for the last few laps as well. So it's it, there's a little bit of, uh, of give and take on both sides, and it seems like both of them were, were pushing the envelope as hard as they could and and uh, um, and uh, Dylan's the one who ended up coming up on top. Yes, all that matters is, I mean, who takes the checkered flag at the end of it, right? There you go. 
For the past two races, Atlanta and Las Vegas have been nominated by Kevin Harvick. Although his victory in Atlanta shows no signs of cheating, at least that NASCAR could find, the same cannot be said for his victory at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The number four Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series team from Stuart Haas Racing received an L1 level penalty for two violations found during teardown at the NASCAR R&D Center stemming from Sunday's race at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. The team was found to have violated sections 20.4.8.1, dealing with the rear window support, and 20.4.18 rocker panel extension specifically, a brace that supports the rear window failed and did not meet specifications for keeping the rear window glass rigid in all directions at all times. Additionally, the rocker panel extension was not aluminum. The number four team with driver Kevin Harvick won the race, but will not get the benefits of that win for the NASCAR playoffs, a total of seven playoff points for winning the race and both stages. Since Harvick also won Atlanta, he is still qualified for the postseason on the basis of that win. Additionally, crew chief Rodney Childers has been fined $50,000. Car chief Robert Smith has been suspended for the next two Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series races. The team was also docked 20 driver points and 20 owner points. With this specific infraction, NASCAR officials felt the best sanction for the violation was suspending the car chief, not crew chief, due to the prominent role the car chief plays in setting up the car throughout the weekend. The number four team has the right to appeal the penalties to the National Motorsports Appeals Panel. We're going to return to our resident expert, Michael Mullally, to get her take on this issue. What sort of, of post-racing issues have you dealt with in your your career? Any sort of... Well, so we've dealt with a couple. Like, there was this one race, and the car was fine, during the race, and after the race, they said that the car was too heavy. But I've never, there was nowhere in the rules that said anything about your car being too heavy. Your car, it's always been, like, too light. Your car cannot be too light, and then they make you add weight if they feel it is. So it was mm-hmm. just kind of weird that they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, your car's too heavy. Like, okay, how does that work? But, I mean, yeah, you know, there were some other little instances like our window net wasn't, like, buckled properly and just little stuff like that. But for the most part, like, our cars have always followed the rules. Um, But, I mean, I have been at, you know, the races where the guy next to us gets checked and then you find out that he's got, illegal stuff on his car and you're like oh I never would have known but so I mean rules are there for a reason and if Mm -hmm. you're not going to follow them then I mean good luck but they're there for a reason so just you know make your life easier and follow them we're going to go ahead and skip ahead a little bit in the program this evening And let's take a small break while I'm getting the script organized and listen to a selection from Ron Pastana and the pit crew. This is Devil in Your Helmet.
your race car It sure looks bent Will you be here next week? And are we still friends? I really didn't mean it It was a racing deal I got a little too close It got a little too real Then you checked up in the corner and I tapped you in the rear You went spinning somewhere and it's all so clear There's a devil in your helmet Who's on tonight Devil in your helmet Giving bad advice It's been a good day so far I put her in the show Sitting nice and pretty outside front row Two laps later, baby's on a rail Going for the lead with the devil on my tail Then wham, bam, thank you ma'am, where they all go Late break, burn, turn, there's the wall, no Please not the radiator, please not the clip You may be the savior, but here's a little tip Well there's a devil in your helmet Who's on tonight? Again, that was Devil in Your Helmet by Persona's crew. You can look that up on the internet and download it, as well as all the other songs that they put out. They've also been doing some, had some work put out on Mav TV recently. So you can check that out. They're, they're a really good band. This weekend, the Verizon IndyCar Series opens their 2018 season on the streets of St. Petersburg. The Firestone Grand Prix. in Petersburg won the race last year. Paul Tracy won the inaugural race on February 2003 under cart sanctioning. 
Well, Bourdais is starting the poll on that gear. Joseph Newgarden of Team Penske begins defense of his 2017 Verizon IndyCar Series Championship at St. Petersburg. Newgarden captured his first series title in the first season with Team Penske, winning four times. Now he aims to be Team Penske's first repeat champion since oh gosh, Gil J. Ferron captured back-to-back heart championships in 2000 and 2001. Will Power, 2010 and 2014, is the only entered driver to win in St. Petersburg more than once. It will serve as the Grace's Grand Marshal, won three times, 2006, 2007, and 2012, while Juan Pablo Montoya won in 2015 and 2016. Past winners, Graham Rahal in 2008, James Hinchliffe in 2013, and Sebastian Ford in 2017. The St. Petersburg... Wow, I can't say that word. IndyCar race has been run every year since 2003, with the exception of 2004. No driver has competed in every St. Petersburg race, but Scott Dixon and Tony Kanaan have started 13 straight races. Sebastian Bourdais and Ryan Hunter Ray competed in the first race in 2013, 2003. Sorry. Let's try this once again. <laughs> Team Penske has won the pole position for eight of the last 11 St. Petersburg races, including seven of the last eight poles with power, who set the track record in 2016, but saw the race due to endless. Past pole winner Sebastian Bourdais, 2003, Tony Kanaan, 2008, Graham Rahal, 2009, and Takuma Sato, 2014, are also entered this weekend. Two drivers have won the race in the pole, Hedo Castaneves and Will Power. Castaneda in 2007, Will Power in 2010. The St. Petersburg winner has qualified fourth in four of the last five seasons. Team Penske has won at St. Petersburg eight times, including four of the last six races with Elio Castaneda, Will Power, and Bob Pablo Montoya. Andrea Autosport has two wins at St. Petersburg with Dan Weldon and James Hinchcliffe. Chip Ganassi Racing and Dale Coyne Racing have won at least once in St. Petersburg. <laughs> Kanaan his 283rd consecutive race this weekend, which will extend his IndyCar record streak that began in June 2001 at Portland. Kanaan will, which they're returning to this year, kind of cool. Kanaan will attempt to make his 344th IndyCar start, which would tie Haley Castaneda for third on the all-time list. Scott Dixon has made 224 consecutive starts heading into the weekend, which is the second longest streak in IndyCar racing. Andre Autosports' Marco Andretti has made 200 consecutive starts, which is the fourth longest streak in IndyCar racing. and four, Renee Bender, Jordan King, Matthias Least, and Robert Wickens will make their first IndyCar Series start this weekend at St. Petersburg. Did you know that the Indianapolis 500 race was originally billed as the International 500-Mile Sweepstakes Race? Since the race has yet to adopt any sort of naming rights or a title sponsor, it has adopted various other names throughout the years, 
including the Liberty Sweepstakes, the International did you know since ethanol gets better fuel mileage than methanol, the fuel tanks in an Indy car were reduced in size, 30 U.S. gallons to 22 U.S. gallons. Compared to methanol, human contact with the current Indy car fuel is much less harsh and the fumes much less irritating. Did you know there's even a motorhome parking fee of $4,500 at IndyCar's, that IndyCar season-long credentials are $500, and Indy only participation badge is $175. All told, it can cost $1 million to run one car at the Indianapolis Mars Speedway. Of course, making the field for the Indy 500 earns you about a quarter of that back. Did you know in 2015, Bloomberg reported that full-season IndyCar sponsorships sponsorship Cost five million to nine million for a name or logo on the side of the car, one million to two million for a front wing, and one hundred thousand to three hundred thousand for a helmet decal. Did you know the steering wheel for an Indy car can cost a lot of money? Did you know Indy car engines weigh at least two hundred forty-eight pounds and the car at least one thousand five hundred and seventy pounds? Did you know the IndyCar drivers may engage their push to pass for a total of 150 seconds during the race, with a maximum duration of 15 seconds for any one activation? The push to pass is not available on the initial start or any restart on the minutes of a timed race. The feature increases the power of the engine by approximately 60 horsepower for 2018. Did you know since 2012, the Verizon IndyCar series has averaged 9.5 different race winners per season? including a record tying 11 winners in 2014. There were 10 different winners in the 17 races of 2017 with an equally tight competition projected for the season with the introduction of the 2018 car. And to wrap up this segment, did you know, were you aware that the Indianapolis Five Motor Speedway is the world's largest spectator sporting facility, more than 2,000 permanent seats? Are you a race car driver, crew chief, pit member, track owner, or maybe you're just a huge fan of the sport? Contact either Jason Sinclair or myself to get your spot on the show. After all, you deserve your 15 minutes of fame, and we would love to hear from you. Since we're having a couple of technical issues tonight, we're going to go ahead and... covering all aspects of So certainly the race again, we're going to be on the very week in the next 